Welcome to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. I'm Tim Lance. Let's start with this. The former mayor of Beaverton is facing federal charges now for possessing child porn. KXL's Jim Ferretti has our story. Denny Doyle was mayor of Beaverton from 2009 until 2020. And according to the U.S. Attorney's Office, it was between November of 2014 and December of 2015 when Doyle knowingly and unlawfully possessed digital images of child sex abuse. Some of those photos show kids under the age of 12. Doyle made his first court appearance today via phone. He has a long history of being involved in youth service organizations, including the Westside Timbers Soccer Club. If convicted, the 73-year-old faces 20 years in federal prison. Jim Ferretti, FM News 101. And Doyle did plead not guilty today. His trial is set to start on May the 10th of this year. The man shot and killed this week in Portland's 20th homicide of the year has been identified. Officers found 55-year-old Mark Johnson dead next to a vehicle by Dawson Park in North Portland on Tuesday afternoon. There has not been an arrest in the case. And a woman wanted in connection with an execution-style killing in Gresham has been arrested. Portland police arrested Cassandra Kitchens just after 6 last night near 111th and Stark after a short chase. She was wanted for the murder of Andrew Sherrill last September. Detectives say Kitchens helped lure Sherrill to Gresham, where he was tied up and shot in the head. Detectives say Sherrill was involved in selling illegal drugs in both Central Oregon and the Portland area, and his death was related to a drug debt. Oregon lawmakers are adjourned now. Their short session has ended for 2022, but what did they get done? KXL's Mike Turner was there. I declare the 2022 regular session of the 81st Legislative Assembly is adjourned sine die. Lawmakers passed a number of ambitious bills. They include $600 stimulus payments for low-income workers and a spending package focused on affordable housing and homelessness. The most controversial was one allowing farm workers to get overtime pay. Governor Kate Brown says she'll sign it. Democratic legislators worked hard Uh, to reach a balance. Is it perfect? No. Is it a good start? Hell yes. We may need to improvise. We may need to adapt, but it was important that we take that first step. This was the first session where the public was allowed to attend in person since March of 2020. Mike Turner, FM News 101. It's 4.05 now on FM News 101 KXL. Today's February jobs report is out from the U.S. It came in better than expected, too, with the country adding 678,000 jobs and unemployment dropping just a bit. KXL's Brett Recamp has more. What a lot of people care about right now is how much things cost and how much they make. We spoke with Mike Bale with U.S. Bank in Portland, who says it's complicated. We actually are seeing some wage price spirals develop, and so as prices go up, wages go up. As wages go up, prices go up. Uh, and so you know, the, to wait, the way to uh, start slowing that is to increase those interest rates. And so, so the Fed is tapping the brakes here, as they should, as we still have crisis level policy. Uh, and you know, the economy is not in crisis right now. Mike says wages did not go up very much last month because the majority of jobs added were entry level and low paying. He says stocks are remaining down because of uncertainty with inflation, energy, and the war in Ukraine, but says the report and the economy are looking pretty good. Brett Recamp, FM News 101. And heads up, if you drive on I-405 northbound across the Fremont Bridge, it's going to be closed overnight tonight and again tomorrow. 
The lanes will close at 9 p.m. and they should reopen by 5 in the morning the following day. If you need to access I-5, you can do so from the Markham Bridge. ODOT is repairing joints and completing other maintenance work as a part of efforts to preserve that 49-year-old bridge. A federal judge has stopped Oregon's ban on so-called love letters from potential home buyers. KXL's Nick Miller has that story. House Bill 2550 was signed by Governor Kate Brown last year, and it was intended to avoid discrimination from sellers selecting home buyers. But the Pacific Legal Foundation says a lawsuit was filed by real estate brokers against it, and a judge granted a preliminary injunction. Jordan Maton of Maton Real Estate says for first-time home buyers, those letters can be a big boost. And so love letters are a way for people to have a connection with, with the buyers, and uh, that is above and beyond just what the numbers on a piece of on, on the offer say. He also says it's possible sellers could still discriminate based on the names on an offer. I, I do think that love letters have their place, um, but I also understand that as an industry, we need to be making sure that we're giving uh, everyone a fair chance. Now, when it comes to writing one of these letters, Maiden suggests people stay focused on the home and why the buyers would be a good fit. Nick Miller, FM News 101. And I'm Tim Lance. This is Portland's Afternoon News. Of course, it's 410 on FM News 101 KXL. Coming up at 416. Now, imagine for a moment if you were locked away somewhere, very safe, and things in Ukraine spiled out of control, say, into a nuclear war, but you didn't know about it. And it might actually be happening, believe it or not. We're going to explain. Then it's the five things you need to know today at 419. What's going to happen if there's a ban on Russian oil? Raising uh, energy prices, raising oil prices, raising gas prices for the American public. So are they actually considering it? That story tops our list. Stay connected to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. Portland's Afternoon News on FM News 101 KXL. I'm Tim Lance. Thanks for being here on this Friday afternoon. Yes, we did find a story that sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. In fact, you remember the one, uh, Jeff, where the teller uh, gets uh, accidentally locked into a bank vault? Yes, I do. Uh, Burgess Meredith was the name of the actor, for those who don't know. And when he finally gets out, he sees the world was destroyed in a nuclear war while he was stuck inside that bank vault, right? And uh-huh. he's the only person left alive. Someone there? Please, someone! All right, so there's a small group who might not actually know now here in the real world that there's a war going on in Ukraine because they're cut off from the rest of the world. So let me tell you a little bit about this. They're part of an experiment to to simulate a long space flight to Americans, NASA engineers, actually. They're locked inside a sealed capsule in a Soviet-era building in Moscow, and they're supposed to be there for eight months in all, right? And they're in there with three others, two of whom, by the way, are Russians. So the experiment is a joint effort involving NASA and the Russian space program. Here's the thing. They only have contact with the outside in the form of letters that are uploaded to a server, and nobody knows right now if the Russian government is letting any correspondence get through. So these people may not know what's going on between Russia and Ukraine right now. That is weird. Yeah. 
It is time now for the five things that you need to know today. Number five. An icy cold Guinness World Record now belongs to a man in Lithuania. A man submerged himself in a glass tank filled with ice cubes for nearly three and a half hours, breaking the previous record by almost an hour. He says he spent over six months training to do this, and he's been dealing with cold weather for several years. Number four. Agents with U.S. Customs and Border Patrol say that they have seized a large amount of liquid ecstasy and opioid tablets from a shipment that comes out of Europe. According to reports, agents found almost three gallons of liquid ecstasy hidden in containers shipped from the Netherlands to the U.S. and labeled as Dutch canned vegetable chicken soup. Number three. The U.S. Supreme Court is reinstating the death penalty for the Boston Marathon bomber. That reverses a lower court order involving Johar Zarnayev, and he was convicted, of course, of detonating two pressure cooker bombs near the finish line of the 2013 race killed three people and injured hundreds of others. Number two. The convoy protesting COVID-19 mandates continues to make its way to Washington, D.C. Dubbed the People's Convoy, the group passed through Oregon earlier this week and now they're heading out of Ohio. The convoy of trucks, RVs, and cars is now estimated to be about 30 miles long. Number one. The White House press secretary is is not confirming speculation that the Biden administration is considering banning Russian oil imports. Here's Jen Psaki. What we are also mindful of is not taking steps that ha- would have the impact of raising uh, energy prices, raising oil prices, raising gas prices for the American public. There are growing bipartisan calls, though, in Congress to ban Russian oil imports in response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And those are the five things that you need to know today.